first flight from London's Gatwick Airport to Glasgow in Scotland. That is due to depart at 8 a.m. South African time. And British Airways has been labeled a national disgrace by lawmakers for its treatment of employees on this weekend, adding to pressure on the airline as it juggles job cuts and new quarantine rules. Britain's Transport Select Committee said BA and its parent company, IAG, were trying to take advantage of the coronavirus crisis to cut around 12,000 jobs and a downgrade and downgrade the terms and conditions of many other employees as well. Oil prices, well, those were down this morning with U.S. oil dropping as much as 2% even as a spike in new coronavirus case, uh, cases in the United States has raised concerns of a second wave of the virus, which would then weigh on the pace of fuel demand recovery. Brent crude is now sitting at $38.07 a barrel. It's 17 rand and 15 cents for a US dollar, 19 rand 30 for a euro, and a pound sterling will cost you 21 rand and 46 cents. It's $1,727 a fine ounce for gold, with platinum at $793 an ounce. Arabile Kumete, EWN Business. If you've just joined us, Tara Penny has your latest eyewitness news. Thanks, Wasanga. Good morning. In the headlines, South Africa has recorded 57 more deaths and a massive 4,302 more cases of the coronavirus over the past 24-hour cycle. The latest fatalities bring the national death toll to 1,480, while the newly detected infections push the number of known cases to over 70,000. The health ministry says the recovery rate stands at 55%, while the mortality rate is at 2.5%. Today marks exactly three months since President Cyril Ramaphosa declared a state of disaster to contain the COVID-19 outbreak. Gauteng police are searching for a suspect in connection with the murder of a 42-year-old woman whose mutilated body was found in Eersterest in Pretoria. Police say the victim was stabbed to death over the weekend, allegedly by her lover. And the ANC says it stands by its anti-police brutality campaign despite criticism from the party's NEC member and police minister Becky Kele that it plays into the hands of criminals. Last week, Kele told ANC members in KwaZulu-Natal through a virtual lecture that the campaign turned the community against the police. The ANC launched the campaign in solidarity with U.S. protests against police brutality after George Floyd died under the knee of a white officer and South Africans died after being assaulted by law enforcement officers during lockdown. A fine day in store for Gauteng. Joburg starting out at minus one, reaching a high of 16 degrees. Pretoria 2 and 17. Frenichung minus two with a high of 15. Partly cloudy in Cape Town with morning showers expected. Moderate southeasterly forecast the low of 11 and a high of 18. Traffic this Monday morning on the R55 at Waterfall Drive in Waterfall. Those traffic lights out. Also bowling in South is out in Edenvale, Modifant Tan Road and Van Riebeck and the Modifant Tan Road exits. Off the N3 North, those traffic lights are out. Those are the headlines, this Eyewitness News and more at 6 or as it happens. The Money Show. Weekday evenings at 6. On the next Money Show, I will ask the Ocean Basket Chief Executive, Grace Harding, how her business is adjusting in a post-COVID world in our CEO slot. Also, Make Money Mondays, former South African rugby referee Jonathan Kaplan is going to be joining us talking about the wonderful world of money next time on The Money Show. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield on 702 for the curious. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield is proudly brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking. APSA is a registered FSP. Early breakfast, 7.02 this morning.
Mpigeli Zungu joins us this morning. He's a reggae and dance hall musician. Mpigeli, thank you for joining us this morning. Kunjan Puti. And also for some all, for some of our listeners who may not know your stage name, Bongo Riot. Uh, some of your more loyal fans will know the older version and the new version, but I'll allow you to take us on that journey. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my 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 name is from my ID is Riot Mpigelo Lizungu. Pongo Riot is not my stage name. Mm-hmm. Riot mm-hmm. is my name. Velenga Niwa Basalibam. So mm-hmm. then I decided to go with Pongo Riot since uh, I had to dread the Pongos, you know. Yes, sir. So yes, would would yes, you say sir. that um, that influenced the way in which you make your music itself? How would you define it? The influence mm. of your my name and your music. Yeah, my, my, my music is influenced by uh, uh, the life in Pilar and Tagalaba. Most of the time I write about the things I see and the, the, the part of my life. Yeah, especially, uh, I do love songs most of the time. So I, I can say I'm in love, you know. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's quite an interesting uh, turn when you talk about <laughs> lo- love. Love can be revolutionary. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of love, love myself. Love is revolutionary, <laughs> my brother. Yeah. Love is revolutionary. Mm. So yes. let, let's just start with your music journey. Where did it begin? And uh, it, it surely can't just be because of your name, which is powerful. And to a certain extent, a name can be prophetic. Yes, uh, uh, my music journey, I mean, like, started like at a very early age, you know, like at primary level. Oh. I was involved in a, in a school choir, boys' choir, you know. And then from the boy, from primary level, the secondary, I started uh, going to, I don't know if you know the music we call Tap and Tap. Mm. Yeah. Then they made me a, a, a choir leader. Okay. And then after yeah, after being a choir leader, I was like, Ishman, this is boring now, like Satulas by Ningyabo. And we are doing it every day. I wanted something else. So I was uh mm. So I wanted to be like those guys. I was like, Yeah, this is what I want. I wanna be singing alone on a stage and people watch me. Mm. You know? Then I started uh, meeting Rastas. We had studios, but they will come. And then they put us down some studios. We started recording there, our solo careers. Then everything began. The Monkey Valano Miles at 2006. Mm. One of them of instrumentals. Oh, that's amazing. What would you say the state yeah. of reggae is in South Africa? I grew up listening to, obviously, you can mention the likes of Bob Marley, Peter Tosh. But locally, Lucky Dube is someone who, even as a child, I could not recognize his lyrics, but I felt something when he sang. Yes, my brother. Honestly, reggae music played a very good role here in South Africa, political, you know? Mm. Like, they could have a band during the Skatsi Apartheid, you know, about things, right, you know, and talking about you know, my issues around the war face uh, during that time. Mm-hmm. So, reggae music, my man, is a very uh, good, powerful music. The problem right now here in our country is just that, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know, Mm. No one is taking care of our music. We are not getting a booking like your ordinary artists from Afro pop, hip hop, or or white or, or hip mm. mm. Yeah, Tinaji, like because of our past that we are revolutionary people, I think we are still being suppressed mm. by our music. So, yeah, we're just hoping and praying Uguchi, the government, not to start into consideration like like Amanyama youth, I end our music in South Africa. Mm. I remember when I was studying at, in Auckland, the University of Johannesburg in, in Auckland Park, reggae culture was it was embraced. I, I remember there was Friday reggae nights. Uh, there were very a lot of elements in terms of where reggae was being embraced. How has that changed? Because uh, young people especially embraced uh, reggae. 
Yeah, up to now, young people are embracing reggae music. Like, you still have your dance all Thursdays mm. uh, in your town. Yeah, in your town, which is they take back, 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 back them. Yeah, boy. Mm. So yeah, I can still say we see dance all music, you know. Uh, still alive out there in the streets, but uh, media-wise, it's been suppressed, my friend. All right, and then in your journey uh, with regards to meeting Umandla and being part of Gang of Instrumentals, we've got now who Umpigeleli Pongo Riot Zungu is. Tell us about your journey, how it began with Umandla and the wonderful achievements that uh, you had with Gang of Instrumentals. Yes, you Umandla. Umandla, I met Umandla. He's a great guy as well. Such a nice guy. He's a very, like mm. Umandla, my man, like I owe Umandla my life. Like to put it to be clear, yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah, I owe Manza my life. Like I met you, Manza, a, a horror cafe mm. on the same day, a dance hall a night. It was a dance hall night with player Ucha City and Admiral, the African Storm Sound System. Mm. So, what was happening? There was a freestyle there. Uh, uh, and last one, they just hoy a beat, a dance hall beat, and then we'll just go on stage and start grabbing the mic, yeah, boy. Mm. But then you used to fight for the mic. No one wanted to give you the mic because everyone wants the shine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think? You know what I mean? <laughs> so what happened? This other guy, he gave me, he gave you from Zimbabwe called Bada Bada. He passed me the mic. Yeah. A mistake. He passed me the mic. He mic. Yeah. Then I started doing a, a, a chanting. I started chanting my songs like Gudalang Zula because I wrote the song. I came with the song. Can you hit us so with I a line? Yes, I started chanting that song. So the song, because it's is, is, is in the neck, and I was riding some international beach. The crowd was mad, my brother. The Can you give us a sample, Pigelele? You've got, you've got, you've got, a, you've got our audience uh, a bit excited. I'm excited personally. Can you give us a my sample? My man, my man, like the crowd was shouting, but no, back again, back again. So I started asking the DJ to to wheel it, to call it wheel it, pull up, yeah, well, so I can start over again. The guy he he stopped the tune and he put Sizzler. So I was so vexed. I started fighting with the DJ now, like physically. You know, <laughs> and then Manda was watching all of that thing. He was like, no, man, call that guy. Tell him he was not uh, fighting people. He's a good man. He's a star, you know. Okay. So he bought my CD. And then from the following day, he gave me a call. And then I didn't have a, a phone back then. I was not using phone. I believe that phone, they are causing brain cancer and all those things. So I didn't want anything to do with the cell phone. Hmm. So he called my brother. He called my brother. And then we had a meeting. And then, yeah, the rest was history. Okay, 2006, man. we released an album. Then we started flying all over the world, my brother. Like we just had one song, Dalang Zula. What were you telling? Yeah. What were you telling the world about South Africa, and um, how did they experience your music? My brother, like you know, like this thing, like, it was so overwhelming because I was like Abasas, most these people, you know. Mm. So how would they react and seeing this Rasta guy and this girl and this boy mm. hip hop? Mm. Yeah, well, on stage, yeah, well, uh, singing on their vernacular and things. But amazingly, the world was like, hey, no, we love your, 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 your sound, you know? And mm. people like the way Bastila Makona was like amazed. Which, but most of the time, it's too long vernac, especially me. I use vernac most of the time. So I was like, how can they relate to this? And then that's why I see with no music is very powerful. Music is an international language, not English, but music. Is the international language people like 
they can celebrate mm. and communicate uh, via music without wars and things, you know, my brother. Mm. Pigeli, how important yes, are awards? What I find a lot, yeah. one, of, one of my favorite artists is uh, DJ Lag. And he's an internationally renowned bomb artist. Not too many South Africans know of him. He has achieved more fame overseas than he has at home. Do you feel that the fact that artists need to achieve fame overseas before they are recognized at home is unfair? And are awards helpful in that? No, you know, you know, my brother's born is in Dongokfan. Mina, I believe that you must be big at home before you big at Ayat. You know, mm. yeah, that's that's my motto. So I'm pushing hard here yeah, to uh, 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 South Africa. As much as people are not uh, interested too much good reggae and dancehall music, they like my site, Mangenzabo Afro Pop and Hip Hop. But I'm still pushing so much. And what I do on my social networks, I've got links from mm. over the seas. Whereby I send my music, and I get the response from people over the seas. They're like, "No man, we love your music, but in your country, why they're not playing you like mm. uh, the way you're supposed to be played?" And I'm like, hey, "We don't know what's happening with." Our media, but hoping and praying. So what I can say, it depends on the artist what he wants to achieve with his music. You know, like mm. I me, mean, I want to reach the whole world. You know? yeah. But what I know is that I can't reach the world if I want balana bang last guy. Okay. You know. So up to now, I'm still building myself, learning it so that I'm like Gubalula for me. And they, uh, that thing is working for me. If I must, 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 must see can't and going to uh, outside the world, people like they know us. So then you see, that means we are pushing a kid. Mm. And your solo career, I can imagine being with a band and achieving all of this. You you even won uh, Asamas with the group itself. Uh, And uh, in terms of your solo career, how has it been since all of those heights? It must have been scary from going to that safety and all of those accolades into a solo career. It was it was like a a little bit challenging about Mm. one, my brother, and especially after being spoiled. By human because that guy he was just spoiling me, you know, like mm. everything. I was getting everything I want. Hey, I was not doing interviews. They were doing the interviews. I was not booking flies or hotels. They were doing like everything for me. So me going solo, like it was a struggle because I had to learn magic. Isn't this me? I had to know what all those stuff. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you had known about all of these things that you'd be challenged with as a solo musician, would you perhaps have paid more attention to those details uh, when you were with Umandla and uh, the Gang of Instrumentals? Meaning? What did, you, what did you learn in your solo career that was done for you uh, when you were with Gang of Instrumentals? Well, in my solo career, what I learned is that in, as an artist, especially Monsatal, you need to study like everything. Like everything, I mean, from 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 business, which is a song, how to register a song at Sambro, mm. how do you make uh, profits from your song, and uh, paying for studios, like it's a business mm. at the end of the day. So I think you must start down, start down the ubus and aban to your families with how to do things, about contracts, but advising on my contract, those fine prints and things, mm. yeah. So in thing you fundile as a solo artist, you must not challenge the industry before we are happy.